TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Charlie Long. And on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, the man himself, the head football coach at Tulane University, Willie Fritz. Coach, thanks for joining us. Man, you've been everywhere, man. You get to ride in the parades. And, yeah, he's a living uh, legend now. I, Coach, I'll never forget this. Uh, John Madden uh, had this comment. He was like, you know what? When you win a Super Bowl, you shouldn't have to play the next year. You should just sit in the back of the limousine, go to all <laughs> parades, you know, wave to the crowd and everything. And then you got that opportunity just uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we had a riot. That was that was a lot of fun. I've you know I've been at a few few parades and watched and but uh our players got a ride in uh uh crew of fret and they had an absolute ride. I I decided I better not ride with them. I thought they might have a better time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah have you not there. around yeah, well, yeah, for sure, yeah. And that was a head coaching decision by me. And then we then all being all the coaches rode in Demian, which was just sensational. And then uh, the next day, all you know, we got uh, our video guys, strength coaches, all that kind of stuff. They they ran the crew. Uh, they rode in the uh, crew of Mid City, and everybody just had a ride. It was you know once in a lifetime experience. We thoroughly enjoyed it and got to experience a little bit more in New Orleans, and you know we had the opportunity to experience in the past. And you got your face on an Endymion Cup. Yep, yep. That, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that thing all over the place. <laughs> Mom was sore the next day, but it was uh, it was fun. Now, uh, Coach Fritz, uh, it's not your first rodeo. I, uh, uh, I had a few. Uh, I had a few LSU fans throwing the fan uh, <laughs> back at. That's a great line. able to double throw. Hey, they can't be hating. They can't be hating. Come on, uh, you beat the mighty USC in the Cotton Bowl. That that, that that's not an opinion. Yeah, my, that's Bobby's boy. Uh, you uh, beat too, uh, that, that, Caleb that, Williams. Oh no, my yeah, God, to be Caleb. I think uh, Willie, Caleb he Williams would be his be, agent. Be the next Pat Mahomes. I watch. I wish he'd be with the Saints or whatever. But uh, but y'all uh, end up coming out on top. But but now, Coach Fritz, this is not your first rodeo. How do you handle? Because it's all about opportunity, and all of a sudden, because it can happen year in and year out. Uh, now, if you have success, uh, supply and demand, they want your coaches, or you bring in other coaches. How do you handle the turnover? And uh, uh, and you know, because you know, you'd want the continuity of everyone coming together, but when you win. Uh, like, like, look at the Eagles. The Eagles win the Super Bowl. They lose their offensive and defensive coordinator. Now they're head coaches. So, so how do you handle that replacing that? And I know one guy that I'm familiar with, uh, Dan Rauscher. And I know y'all would always use the Saints facility. I'm sure you had a past relationship with him, and you bring him on board. 
But just talk about that process because it seems like it's continuous. Well, it is difficult. You know, you have success and people are looking at your uh, coaching staff and, you know, some guys moved on to uh, uh, other opportunities. I'm certainly not going to say better. I have one guy that left and he said, oh, it's a, it's a better opportunity. I said, wait, wait a second, man. We were ranked ninth and they were ranked yeah, right. a lot lower than us. That's not a better opportunity. Say, say what it is, more money. That's, That's it, coach. You got but, it. Uh, but it. But anyway, uh, you know, and I, I'm happy for all of you guys. I really am. If that's what they want to do, fantastic. One thing I've learned is there's a lot of – it's like there's a lot of great players out there. There's a lot of great coaches. You just got to do a super job of finding the ones that fit in your system and are, are going to be, you know, uh, you know, what I feel like I want in a coach. You know, as a guy who's going to be a role model and mentor to our student athletes and also a great X and O guy and also a great technique fundamental guy. And, and in the college game, you got to recruit. And you talked about Dane Roshar. We're just so happy to have him. I just, I watched him from a distance for many years when, you know, I watched the Saints practice and, you know, he just, he just is doing a fabulous job and really enjoying himself uh, developing guys. Sometimes, you know, guys are coming and going, you know, nowadays with the portal, I guess it's happening in college too, but you don't get a chance to really develop a guy for three, four or five years. And he's, he's having a fun time you know, making an impact to these guys. So you got to keep a list. I, I've not been good at that. I started becoming better at that the last couple of years. Uh, I had so many coaches who were with me for long periods of time. And I almost thought it was, you know, not being uh, loyal to the coach right. by <laughs> having a backup ready to go. They, they took off, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll find, we, we found some really good coaches and uh, I'm excited about the guys that are, come in here and new force. Now, uh, Coach Fritz, uh, you're talking about uh, who's waiting for an opportunity or next in line. Uh, boy, is it by committee uh, or if you look at Tajay Spears? I mean, to me, I mean, he was unbelievable. Talk about a stud. You know, like you say, oh, this back ran for 100 yards. I mean, a rush for 1,000 yards in the season. Well, I'm like, what, did he average 60 yards a game? Did he have 100 yards a game? I mean, Tajay Spears, to me, and especially looking at the workhorse he was in the Cotton Bowl, what, 205 yards, four touchdowns, and teams knew he was going to run. How would you compare all the great players that you've coached and just uh, the workhorse that Tajay Spears was and now uh, one of the top uh, NFL running back prospects going forward? Yeah, I just well, what a year he had, and, and you know we were kind of going slow with him at the beginning of the season. He's coming off a uh, you know injury, and we wanted to make sure he was fresh for the uh, for the, the final run there. And got him, you know, we just you know just let him go those last uh, six seven weeks. And heck, if he would have been able to play, you know, if we would have been able to stop them a little bit on offense with USC, might might have had three hundred yards on those guys. I mean. He just he's a, he's just a great back. I think he can do it all. He can, you know, you don't talk about this with backs much, but he's an incredible pass protector. He does an excellent job blocking on run plays for his fellow players. He, he's, he's great catching the ball out of the backfield. He can run inside tackles. He can run out of the perimeter, and he doesn't bust. You know, I think he went eight things, and we grade this stuff. You know. Right, as closely as we can. He, eight games, zero busts. Well, and, and uh, he just—I uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see him play here in town. Right. <laughs> I love, I love, and he's a great kid. He's got 
you know, Hank Tierney coached him over at Ponchatoula, and Hank did a, you know, he's pretty much a finished product when he got here, but we try to rub him off a little bit and shine him a little bit, and he's he's just a lot of fun to be around. I hope he gets picked high. Uh, Coach, uh, talked about the offense, but, man, you had two super linebackers, Dorian Williams. People don't realize how good of a player he is. And the same thing about Nick Anderson. He's not the, wasn't the biggest guy around, but every time you needed a play, it, one of those two guys would make it for you on defense. And so who are you looking at to, to replace those guys? Because that's two big holes. And I think Dorian is going to end up probably being a top 100 pick in this draft class also, the same as Tajay. And Nick Nick was such a leader and a guy that was a magnet to the football. Yeah, they're two stud linebackers. You know, they're, obviously they're going to be hard to replace. They were two-year captains for us as well. Uh, Nick's going to make a team. I, I really believe that. He just he can do everything. And, you know, I, I think he can play fullback, too. He actually practiced him at fullback and catching the ball out of the backfield. He's an outstanding blocker, great in all phases of the kicking game. Dorian, as you said before, I hope he's going to be a high draft pick. He should be. He does everything well. He's, both those guys are great kids. Uh, we had two guys that played a lot for us, so we were fortunate. We were in some games where we were able to play a lot of, you know, guys. And, uh, Jesus Machado, number 35 for us, and Corey Platt, number 45. I, these guys are they're really good players, and uh, both of them can run. Both of them are very instinctive and smart, and, and um, you know, those two guys will uh, uh, play a bunch for us and start for us right now, and the guy's going to push them as a transfer that just came in, or Tyler Grubbs from Holy Cross High School. He was at La Tech. He was all-conference in uh, Conference USA, and, you know, so we got another really good linebacker to add with those guys. Now, uh, Coach Fritz, it's almost like you're staying within the conference, but it's like you're almost joining a new conference because the teams that have left and the teams that are coming in. H- how do you view that? Like, because you know, you can have a book on a certain uh, university and the coaching staff. This is what they do, this and that. But boy, it's a little turnover. Uh, when you think about the new opponents that you're going to be playing and uh, who's part of the conference now, uh, what approach do you th- take and how do y'all maybe prepare and view that in the off season, trying to uh, get ready for the upcoming opponents? Because, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say it's like when you look at the schedule and conference play, it's like it's like three teams maybe that you're familiar with compared to the, the turnover and the different opponents you're playing. Yeah, we you know we we, we lost uh, you know UCF, Houston, and uh, Cincinnati, you know Big Twelve, and then we added uh, North Texas and Rice and uh, 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 UAB, uh, Florida Atlantic, yeah, Charlotte. Uh, and I know I'm missing somebody right now. But but it's oh, like and, uh, completely different uh, ordeal. It, I mean, uh, who you play? It is a different. It is going to be a different league, and you know one of the great things you got time in the summer. To sit down and break them down and see what they've done, and uh, you know everybody's you know doing something that is similar to someone else that you've been playing. Uh, you know our, our non-conference schedule. We open up with South Alabama, won ten games last year. Then we got Ole Miss here at Yelman Stadium, week two, and then we uh, go over to Southern Miss, which was one of our losses last year, week three, and then we got Nichols. Uh, here at home, they're always you know one of the top one double A teams in the country. So, got a good non-conference schedule, and then you know then playing a few new teams, 
you know, with uh, Florida Atlantic and Rice and North right. Texas that we haven't played before. So that'll be unique and different. Now, uh, Coach Fritz, uh, uh, boy, from a confidence standpoint, as far as him individually and also you as the head coach and all, uh, the development of Michael Pratt and uh, where he's at right now in his career, uh, boy, you have to be optimistic about that as far as – because that's the trigger guy. I don't care what level, high school, college, or the pros, uh, whatever you look at it, but uh, the development and where he's at, uh, that being Michael Pratt. Coach, the other thing I'll add to that with Bob is how mentally tough he is, you know, because, you know, you fight through adversity the year before. Right. And, you know, come on, you could kind of hang your head. and <laughs> That wasn't him. And, uh, man, he looks good. He's got so much better at uh, reading coverages, figuring out who to throw to downfield. Just a mentally tough and a physically tough guy. Well, in the depression situation he was against USC, it doesn't get any tougher than that. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that's Tulane history right there. Made some, made some big plays down the stretch. and He's a bigger guy than you think. He's almost 6'3", and he's yep. close to 220 pounds. And uh, got, got really, really good speed as well. And, and you know, he's, nowadays, if the quarterback can run and he can play 11-on-11 football, it's, it's a huge advantage. Uh, you know, I, he just he's a, he's a great competitor and great leader for our program. And, you know, the year before, you know, when we had the hurricane year, you know, we went weeks where he didn't practice and he'd be playing the game and my, my backup got hurt and the third team guy got hurt. And, you know, I, I don't really think I said much to anybody, but, you know, we were having a GA that was our quarterback in practice, you know, throw seven on seven because we didn't have anybody else. I, I was going to call Bobby and have him come over and see if he throw a little bit. Don't make that long throw, coach. No, I have the rag arm. My elbow's <laughs> shut. I mean, I you – know. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so we had to endure that. And he fought through it the whole year. And then he was banged up last year. He, you know, he fractured his heel there at the end of the year. And, you know, she was wearing a boot other than practice. You know, so the other, uh, you know, 16 hours that he's on his feet, he had a boot on. So he's a tough kid. And, and we're going to keep him healthy through the spring and summer. And hopefully he'll be healthy for us all next year. Because, you know, if you got a quarterback – you got a chance. If you don't have one, you, you better be real good every place else. Right. Now, uh, Coach Fritz, let me tell you, I, and I'm not tooting your horn, but I guess I will toot it a little bit. Um, but uh, look at Tulane fan base here in New Orleans, and I think what they appreciate about you, and, and you said you looked in your crystal ball and you said, no, we can win at a high level in Tulane. At Tulane. Now, listen, that is a high level. Look at the prestige of a USC and you playing in the Cotton Bowl. But you envision that. Now, it took it was a process getting there, but your commitment in the years, and all of a sudden, oh, Coach Fritz, he's going to Georgia Tech. He's leaving and all that. He's not going to be here. But for you to still be here, and I'm telling you, to win uh, that game against USC in the Cotton Bowl, that, that, that's monumental. I look at football history in Louisiana. You know, obviously LSU gets a lot of recognition, but I, I'm, you know, look at old school Tulane and all that and, and uh, what comes about here. But for you to say, no, we can win here at Tulane and to come to fruition, you got to be proud of that. Well, we all are very proud of it, and everybody's done a sensational job. You know, in those, those three years that we played in bowl games, I mean, we were so close. You know, to win in eight, nine, ten games. I mean, one year we lost four games on the last play. Whoa. I mean, that was tough. 
you know, and, and uh, so we were close. We, we just knew we could get it done. We, we figured out the right guy that fits in here academically. And, you know, you also need a mature guy to, you know, to, to live in this unbelievably great city, you know, and, and uh, we got, we got, you know, really great young men representing our university and football program. And, you know, you can have high-end academics and have a great football program too. There's a lot of schools that have done it in the past. Tulane's done it in the past, just haven't done it consistently. Right. And that's what this next year is all about. We want to do it consistently. Coach, uh, you'd love this story. Uh, Bob and I are doing second guess, Silver Slipper Casino in Mississippi, the Monday, LSU, Tulane's playing, both at the same time. Now, they got, um, I got to be honest, it's like 95% LSU fans watching the game. And so I walk in, I get there a little early. All of a sudden, they're screaming and hollering. They want to watch the Tulane-USC game. So they have it on also at the same time. All of a sudden, all these LSU fans pulling for Tulane at the end of the game. Coach, if you'd have been there, you'd have said, I can't believe this. And I'm talking about some diehard LSU fans. That's that's definitely 21st century. They were pulling for Tulane in that game. And, and man, I – thought about it geez um i you know i don't know if i'd live long enough to see this but all those lsu fans pulling for the green wave at the end of that game well you, you know you know something that was probably good for us is you know lsu was whipping purdue and people got tired of watching that <laughs> yeah, game, right. and they came over to watch a competitive game and i've heard that from more uh lsu fans and you know coach kelly sent me a really nice text uh, after the game and and uh, I don't know him very well, but you know, got a lot of respect for him. He's a he's an old Division two coach like me, and uh, so yeah, it was it was great to 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 have that kind of support. Coach, uh, I'll see you next Saturday. Uh, you were the winner of the 2023 Touchdown Club of New Orleans Board of Directors Award for coaches, and uh, you know. Uh, congratulations on that, and it'll be at the uh, Higgins Hotel in New Orleans, and we'll receive that award, but it uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. Well, I appreciate it and appreciate them uh, giving me that award. That's re- really nice of them, and, and uh, I've uh, seen that some of the other guys, the recipients that are getting awards that day, and I'm just honored to be included. And uh, John Robinson, the old USC uh, Los Angeles Rams coach, will be honored there too. He's our lifetime um, college football coach award. Also, right. And so, uh, Steve is getting his something too. And you know, I was at a, I was at an LSU. Uh, they had a big camp here probably I don't know three or four years ago, and and I was there at the the camp, and I saw John Robinson. He's always been a hero of mine. I ran over to talk to him, and I had all these coaches coming up, and. Very kind. Everybody wants to get a picture nowadays. And I said, guys, you know who this guy is standing next to me? <laughs> no. He's won national championships. <laughs> this is the guy you need to get a snapshot shot with. But uh, that'll be good to see, Coach. Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We wish you the best of luck. Get out of spring work healthy. Yeah, You betcha. All right, Coach Fritz, thank you. Roll wave. All righty, thank you, Coach. I'll see you next Saturday. Instead of roll damn tight, I said roll damn wave. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And Craig Murdoch, uh, defense attorney here from New Orleans, will talk to us about the Alvin Kamara situation and court date right after this break on the Big 870. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 